0: Let me ask you about Skid Row because Skid Row makes your career. You are yes. um lower than the assistant. You're a secretary and you end up at John Bon Jovi's house. Yes. And the discussion comes up about signing Skid Row. Take it take it from there.
1: Yes, John, Skid Row uh, was a band um that was John Bon Jovi's like creation. He was gonna take them out on his tour. So right there we knew that it was gonna be huge because they were gonna sell people were gonna see them and This in is nineteen eighty seven
0: eight. This is nineteen eighty eight. So I mean Bon Jovi is bigger is than the God. bigger
1: is the biggest guy, the hottest band out there, the biggest tour and that was managed by Doc McGee. Doc McGee was managing Motley Crue and Bon Jovi and um, was also going to be managing Skid Row. So it was like a no brainer. It was a band on a whole other level in the music business then. And I wanted a shortcut because I thought, I did not want any band you had to develop, that takes too long. And everything in the company was like, we need hits, we need hits, we need hits. So I met this other A&R guy at Geffen, and this is the funniest story, John Kolodner. And he had signed Whitesnake and he knew Bon He knew everybody Bon Jovi. He signed Aerosmith. So he was like a shortcut to meeting all of these people that I I was not meeting. Because Atlantic had a really bad reputation as a very cheap company. So none of the managers wanted to sign their bands with us because we only paid $150,000 a band. Why, you know, it was very hard to compete with David Geffen that would pay any new band, a quarter of a million dollars to start. So I meet him. He was the funniest person. He's like, look, I want to fuck you. If you fuck me, I will help you get this band Skid Row. Now, they were already in rehearsals. But he's at a competing company. Yes, yeah. And that's... yeah, but <laughs> That's how
0: bad he wanted to have sex with you, Dorothy.
1: Well, he didn't really care. He had all of these bands. Who cares about Skid Row? For him, you know, he was... His career was set. He was already wealthy. So I was like, well, I got something. Here's the only thing I have to offer to get that band. And he's like, I'll help you. So I had to really take a gamble. And you were hoping him. to be promoted. So this is like right. a dangling carrot. Correct. Because if you bring income into the company, then they, I figured they'll promote me. So anyway, we hook up. And I have to tell you, that experience was not easy on any level. That's for sure. And um, he takes me to Bon Jovi's house. So he's delivering already, which is amazing because most men are full of shit. They just (laughs) want to have sex with you and then dump you and fuck you over, especially in the music business. And by the way, the build up to how great he was. (laughs) (laughs) And he was good. You know, but not on the Michael Hutchins level. Oh, we're talking in bed? Yeah, because yeah. yes. they gave you a whole build up what they're going to do, you know, how great this is going to be the greatest experience of your life. So I'm like, okay, let's go and see what happens. So it was good, but he got me right into Bon Jovi. Next thing you know, I'm at Bon Jovi's house eating macaroni. With his and- mom and Dorothy no, made it. No, with, right, with his wife. And then Richie Sambora came in with some uh, Playboy playmate. Who didn't speak. She was very strange. And the next thing you know, Doc McGee's calling and I'm finding out all this information that they're in almost sign McGeffen with, with Tom Zutat was signing them. It wasn't even really Colladner, And then I get back and I tell Ahmed, and I, Ahmed's like all coked up and he's like, fuck David Geffen. And for once, we're going to fuck him. And it's like, great, we're going to fuck him. And the next thing you know, we match the offer. And the band really wanted to go um, on Atlantic because they were East Coast and they were a little bit intimidated by Tom Zutat and Geffen. And then I don't know how, what happened, but we wound up getting the band. And then that's how I got promoted because I was like, I can't stay here anymore and answer your phones. I want to do A&R. And And you become the first A&R
0: female a and person at Atlantic Records which yes. is incredible. Do you want to take a break and call the person um, right now whom you stole Skid Row from? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Fierce
1: Women in Music with Lori Majewski. We'll be right back
0: on Volume Channel 106.